This is Grumpy SEO Guy, episode 25. How to know if you're making the wrong SEO choices. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy, and I'm sharing with you the strategies that have helped me successfully run my SEO agency for the last 14 years. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my knowledge and experience, discussing tips and strategies, and trying to help you cut through the confusion that permeates this industry. If you listen to this podcast, you will know more about SEO than 99% of people on the planet. Ready? Let's get started. I'm the Grumpy SEO Guy. Let me tell you why I'm grumpy today. I'm grumpy today because people have been asking a lot of questions that can all be answered with one simple question that will show you if you're making bad SEO decisions. So today, I'm gonna tell you what that question is, we're gonna talk about how to apply it to all your SEO decisions, and we're gonna go over a lot of examples, so hopefully this will make sense. Okay, but before we do that, my lawyer tells me that I have to say this right now. A quick disclaimer before we get started, everything I say here is based on my experience and opinion from 14 years in the industry. I don't officially know how Google or any other search engines work. Everything I say here is hypothetical and based on my experience. This podcast does not constitute advice or services. What worked for me may or may not work for you. Okay, back to the show. Okay, we're going to talk about one question that will tell you if you're making bad SEO decisions. This is one question you can ask yourself that will apply to any SEO decision you make and it will help you. And there's a good chance, there's a very good chance that if you follow this question, you won't even be affected by algorithm updates because you won't have done anything dumb that you shouldn't be doing. And that question is this, would this ever organically happen? Or would this ever naturally happen? Or my favorite, Would this ever happen in real life? So let me explain what I mean by that and I'm gonna give you some examples. And by the way, I'm using a new microphone today, so I hope my voice sounds okay. Let's take a look at this question. Would this ever organically happen? Okay, let me give you some examples. So as some of you know, I've created a Reddit account, okay? My Reddit username is Grumpy SEO Guy. So if you wanna ask me some questions, you can do so on Reddit. I don't go on Reddit all the time, but sometimes I do. I go on there and I answer people's SEO questions. It's kind of cool. Anyway, I see a ton of questions on Reddit recently, and I'm just gonna give you some example questions, and then I'm going to tell you how this rule gives you the answer. Okay, so one of the questions that I recently saw was this. Should I buy a bunch of authoritative expired domains and redirect them to my main domain? Okay, now first I'm gonna explain what that person is asking in case it didn't make sense to you. And then I'm going to explain how this rule gives you the correct answer. Okay, so redirecting a domain, I'm sure you've heard of redirecting. Like if you have a page that's no longer on your website, you can redirect that URL back to the main page, for example. That way, if somebody goes to your site, they don't get a 404 page not found message, but they just get taken directly back to the homepage. So that does two things. One, it keeps people on your site, okay? Because if you find a 404 error, most people just click back to the search engines and go on to the next page, right? So it stops that from happening. It makes people stay on your site longer. But the second thing it does is it salvages link juice, okay? So if that page had any authority, instead of that authority being nowhere because you have a 404 message, it's going to give that link juice back to your domain as a whole because it's redirecting it to the homepage or whatever other page on the site. People normally do the homepage, but you can redirect it wherever. Another example of a redirect is this. If you change the URL of one of the articles on your site, for example, okay, maybe you used to call it like article one, 
or something, but you've decided to rename your paging structure to like the name of the article, like how to buy blue widgets or whatever you're calling it, okay? You might redirect article one to how to buy blue widgets, okay? So that would just say, okay, anybody who is going to this old page, we've redirected it here. The new article is here. And basically it's a way of telling search engines and visitors that you changed the URL. It's pretty straightforward. I hope I hope those examples make sense. I don't know. Anyway, so let me get back to this person's question. Should I buy a bunch of authoritative domains and redirect them to my website? Now, why would somebody ask that question? Well, a long time ago, let's say 12 years ago, okay, a powerful SEO strategy was to buy a bunch of domains, obviously authoritative domains, and redirect all the domains to the site that you wanted to get to the top of the search engines. And so the way this used to work was all of the link juice from the authoritative domain would be passed to your main domain or whatever site you're, you're pointing it to, whatever site you're redirecting it to, and it would rank better in the search engines. Sounds like a good strategy, right? Well, hold on for a second. The search engines found out what people were doing and it stopped working, okay? Generally speaking, anytime something's exploited by people, it's going to stop working. If you go back and listen to my episode called How to Future-Proof Your SEO, you'll learn more about why that's the case and what you can do to stop it so that algorithm updates won't even bother you in the future, okay? And by the way, that's episode 15, if you're curious. It's called SEO History 101, How to Future-Proof Your SEO, The Future of Algorithms and AI. Okay, so if that sounds like something that you'd wanna learn more about, go listen to that episode. Anyway, so the answer to this question is, now remember the rule, would this ever organically happen? So ask yourself, would a bunch of authoritative domains ever just randomly get redirected to some other unrelated website? Would that ever organically happen? Of course it wouldn't. That would never happen. Therefore, it's probably not what you want to do. Why? Because it's going to make the search engine say, now hold on, this website has a bunch of domains redirecting to it. Why are these domains redirecting to it? They're not related. This company didn't buy a new domain. Like there's no change in branding here. Like why, why would this ever happen? It wouldn't. This person's up to no good. Penalty. I'm not saying that you'd necessarily get a penalty from it, but it would definitely alert the search engines to something funny going on with your website. Therefore, when answering the question, would this ever happen organically? The answer is no, it wouldn't. Therefore, the answer to your question is no, do not buy a bunch of authoritative domains and redirect them to your website. Makes sense. Let's look at another example. And look, I'm rephrasing these questions. I don't remember exactly how they were asked. But anyways, this person was asking a question about building backlinks and he said, should we only build backlinks from DA40 sites or better or should we mix it up? Okay, before I even answer that question, let me just define DA for you in case you've never heard that before. DA is domain authority, okay? And if you remember on a different episode, I talked about the different ways of estimating authority because the official measures of authority are all private, okay? The search engines are never gonna tell you what their actual measure of authority is for any domain. So different companies and different tools have come out with their own analogs to try and determine, to try and estimate what the authority of a domain is. So one of these companies is known as Moz, M-O-Z. I'm sure you've heard of them before. Anyway, they have a measurement called DA, which stands for Domain Authority, okay? Higher is better. That's basically what you need to know. The scale goes from zero to 100, okay? So this person is asking, should I only get links from websites that are DA40 or better? Okay, let's take a look at the answer. 
Do you think that if there's a website that only has backlinks from websites that are above DA40, do you think that would ever happen naturally? Do you think there's ever a website that would only get backlinks that are above DA40? Or do you think that might look a little suspicious? Hmm, I'll give you a hint. The answer is that would probably never happen organically. Therefore, the answer to your question is no, do not try to get backlinks that are only DA40 or better. Definitely try to get backlinks from all sorts of websites. Now, well, all sorts of good quality websites, obviously. Okay, <laughs> now, this thread that I'm talking about was asking about a lot of different backlink questions, but okay, let's give another example. So in the past, we've talked about anchor text, okay? So anchor text, if you're not familiar with it, refers to the words that are a backlink. And I apologize because I feel like every time I define this, it's like a clunky definition that, that doesn't even make any sense. But let's say you have a backlink in an article and you can click on it and go to another website, right? Whatever words are in the backlink, that is the anchor text, okay? So if it says, check out this website, they have the best blue widgets and blue widgets are the words that you can click on, then that's the anchor text. It's whatever words you can click on. Anchor text can be an entire sentence, if an entire sentence is a link, or it can be one word, if one word is a link. It's whatever word is the link that's referred to as the anchor text. So anyway, one question that people have a lot is, what should I use for my anchor text? Or if you remember on earlier episodes, when I was talking about how back in the day, it was very effective to have your keywords as the anchor text. So for example, if you want to rank for the website Blue Widgets, get all of your backlinks to use the words Blue Widgets, okay? By the way, don't do that today. But it used to work very well. And then what happened, the spammers exploited it and it became something that you shouldn't do anymore. But it still helps to have your keywords in your anchor text, okay? Just not like the majority of them. Like back in the day, you could have like most of your anchor text be the same keywords and you'd rank for those keywords. Like literally you could rank any website for anything doing it that way. Today it's a little bit different, but having keywords in your anchor text is still helpful. You just don't wanna overdo it, okay? And have like 80% of your anchor text be the same keyword. That's, that's not a good idea. That's a terrible idea, but the concept still applies. Now today, I wouldn't have more than five or 10% of your backlinks use the same anchor text, okay? But you can do it however you want, I don't care, but I'm telling you, don't have more than five or 10% of your backlinks with the same anchor text. Okay, let's think about why that's the case, ready? Would this ever happen organically? Do you think that if a website gets, for example, 100 backlinks, I'm just making this number up, that 100 of them would use the same anchor text? No, of course that would never happen. So. What does that tell the search engines? That tells the search engines, hey, this person's doing something they're not supposed to be doing. That's why you're gonna get a penalty, okay? This question literally answers every SEO question you can have. Would this ever happen organically, okay? Would this ever happen naturally? Would it, would it? Do you think that 100% of your backlinks would ever use the same anchor text? Of course not, of course they wouldn't. So don't do it, okay? Would it ever happen organically? No, it wouldn't. Okay, don't do it then. Okay, you wanna look at another example? Let's look at over-optimized content, okay? A long time ago, people would write SEO content, and by the way, th there's no such thing as SEO content, okay? Like, just, there's not, okay? There's content, and there's well-written content. However, there's no such thing as SEO content, okay? SEO content probably means that it uses the keywords too much, which, again, worked well like 20 years ago, but don't do it today, okay? But what's an example of that? Let me give you an example of keyword stuffed content, okay? 
let's say we're trying to rank for blue widgets, okay? So the content, like SEO content would sound like this. Blue widgets are great. If you buy blue widgets at the blue widget store, then you will have many blue widgets to display. If you're trying to display your blue widgets, you should probably get a blue widget display case to put all your blue widgets in. When you get blue widget display cases, then you can put some blue widgets on the top and some other blue widgets on the bottom of your blue widget display case. Okay, does that make sense? Like that's terribly keyword stuffed. Like never ever write content that way, okay? But why is it a bad idea to write content that way? Okay, ready? Would it ever happen organically? Would anyone ever write an article like that? Never, nobody would ever write an article that way. That sounds terrible. Therefore, don't do it because it's gonna tell the search engines, hey, this website is doing something it's not supposed to be doing, okay? This question of would this ever naturally happen literally solves almost all of your SEO problems, okay? I read something on the internet. It sounds like a good idea. Should I do it? Well, let me ask you a question. Would it ever naturally happen? If no, then don't do it. Okay, let me give you one more example. So we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about backlinking and the correct way to backlink. And more importantly, we talk about how to build your own portfolio of authoritative blogs that you can use to link to your clients or to your own website. There's a three-part series. It's episode three, four, and five, and it explains exactly how to do that, okay? That's how my agency has done it for over a decade. By the way, we don't do link outreach because it's dangerous and a waste of time, and we don't do guest posting because it's dangerous and a waste of time. And by the way, our episode number 14 is literally called Six Reasons Why Link Outreach and Guest Posting Are Dangerous and How Real SEO Agencies Do It Instead. You should go listen to that if you want to know why. I don't think you should do it that way. Anyway, we talk a lot about the correct way to do it. Let me give an example of two of the wrong ways to do it and why they're wrong based on this rule. Okay, one of the things that we talk about is you should never have your portfolio on the same IP address. Okay, let's say for example, you have 10 websites. You buy 10 authoritative domains, you make them into blogs, and you're going to use them to rank your clients. Okay. Sounds great, you're, you're doing it correctly. That's a good way to do it. But you put them all on the same IP address, okay? Why is that a problem? And by the way, before I go any further, let me just say like websites being on the same IP address isn't normally a problem if you're not doing SEO, okay? If you get shared hosting, for example, your website's gonna be on the same IP address as hundreds or maybe dozens of websites, it depends. But that, like that's totally normal. Every website on the internet does not have its own IP address. That's not how it works. You only run into the situation if you're doing it with a portfolio of blogs that you're using to rank your clients. And the reason is because if you put them all on the same IP address, either because you're trying to save money on hosting, so you just buy one shared hosting account somewhere and put all your sites on it, or because you don't know the fact that you're not supposed to do it that way. Okay. So let's say you have 10 websites that you're gonna use to rank your clients, great websites, good domains, good content, everything is awesome, lots of authority, and you're ready to go. And you put them all on the same IP address, okay? And then you've got these 10 websites, they're all on the same IP address, and they're all linking to the same client. Do you think that 10 websites on the same IP address would ever organically all link to the same client? It's not likely, that leaves a footprint, okay? A footprint just means anything that shows a path of what you've been doing, okay? Search engines use footprints to discover private blog networks, for example, to figure out things that people are doing that they're not supposed to be doing. 
Therefore, you want to avoid having a footprint in every case, okay? One thing that leaves a footprint is having all of your sites on the same IP address. Why? Because if you have 10 websites on the same IP address, that's not a problem. But as soon as all of those websites all link to the same client, that's a footprint, that's a problem. Would that ever happen naturally? No, it wouldn't, okay? What's another problem, the second problem that might happen from doing this? Let's say you have your 10 websites, okay? And they all link to client number one. Good job, you built a portfolio of 10 websites, you got a client, great job, you did everything that you're supposed to do. Okay, now let's say you get another client, okay? You get another client and you use those same 10 websites to link to that second client. Okay, what's the problem with that? What's the likelihood that 10 websites that all link to one client would also all link to the second client. Do you think that would ever happen organically? No, that would not happen organically. So don't do it that way. And I talk about this at length in episodes three, four, and five, but like basically you need to rotate your sites because if the same sites all link to the same clients, that's a footprint that would not happen organically. Don't do it that way. By the way, I talk a lot about how most PBNs or private blog networks are spammy and garbage and you don't want to pay for them. This is one of the reasons. Like, look, most people build their networks wrong. Like, I, I would not touch 99% of PBNs out there. Like, most of them are terrible. These are, and these two examples that I just gave here are literally just two of the, like, many, many, many reasons that people can do it wrong, okay? But ultimately, every problem that can happen with a private blog network comes down to this question. Would this ever happen organically? If the answer is no, then don't use that network. Or if you're building a network, then don't do it that way. These are just two examples. But I wanted to give them because the reasons that they ruin the network are because the answer to the question of would this ever happen organically is no, it would not ever happen organically. You want another example? Okay, let's do another example that's not related to a private blog portfolio. One of the ways that people used to get rank back in the day, and don't, please don't do this because it doesn't work, okay? But everybody still thinks it's a good idea. I, I don't, I don't know, just, just don't do it. But listen, what they would do is that there's software that you can buy that you basically like click a button and it builds you a bunch of, uh, of backlinks and they're super spammy. And two of the ways that they did it was they would do blog commenting. Like basically the software goes out and it looks for blogs that have uh, comments, comment sections that anybody can reply to, right? And so they would post a comment, like some just gibberish nonsense content with like your link in it somewhere. Or they would do the same thing, but like forum profiles. So what it would do is it would create forum profiles on forums that have like easy registration. And it would just, in the, in the, profile for the for the forum user it would have a link to your website okay so you could literally get hundreds or thousands of backlinks in a couple hours doing this okay let's ask a question would this ever happen organically would anyone ever spam and i'm saying spam because it's spam would anyone ever spam blog comments hundreds of them at once with a link back to your website no of course that would never happen therefore don't do it because it would never happen organically. It's gonna to say to the search engines, hey, we're doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. Okay, same thing with forum profiles. Would anyone ever create hundreds of forum profiles all at once with a link back to the same website? Of course that wouldn't happen. Would that ever happen organically? No, it wouldn't happen organically. Therefore, it's a terrible idea to do that for your SEO. Don't do it. Anything that you can do wrong in SEO, 
can be avoided by asking the question, would this ever happen organically? People keep asking questions that this question answers for them. I'm gonna buy a bunch of domains to build my portfolio. Can I buy them all at once? Let me ask you a question. If you did that, the registration date on all of your domains would be exactly the same. Do you think that would ever happen naturally? Now, of course, it's totally normal that websites might have the same registration date. I mean, of course that would happen. But if all of those websites are linking out to the same client and they all have the same registration date, would that ever happen naturally? No. That's part of why I say it can be six to 12 months to build your own portfolio because you can't register. First of all, you're probably not gonna find enough domains to do it all at once anyway. Second of all, you gotta have different registration dates. Now, here's one that might confuse you. I've talked in the past about the correct way to do SEO on a brand new website. By the way, episode 16, how to do SEO on a brand new website. And one of the things that we talk about is how quickly you should post content and how many articles you should start with. Um, so for example, let's say that you have 50 articles, you're going to have 50 articles on your website. Okay. And you're going to post 10 of them all at once. And then you're going to release one, uh, a couple times a week until you use up all your articles. Okay. Like that, that's a totally normal strategy. Now, somebody might say, well, nobody would ever post 10 articles all at once. So what would never happen organically? Yeah, it would, because you could easily write the articles before you make the website and then post them all at once. That's totally normal. That could happen organically. So don't get confused here. But let me just say this. That's part of the reason that we stagger the content. There's no problem with starting with like 10 articles, okay? But then you're posting one a week or you're posting a couple a week, whatever, like consistently, right? Not, not a problem. That would happen. What looks weird, but not necessarily bad, but what looks weird is if you post a lot of articles all at once and then nothing, and then a lot of articles all at once and then nothing. Because like, why, like, why, why would that happen? I mean, why would you like save them up? It's not like that's going to get you a penalty. Okay. Let's, let me answer this question a different way. Maybe you're a website, but you're just, you guys are, you guys are just like total slackers. Okay. And you, think you should post content like once a week, but you don't because you're slackers. Okay. And then, so maybe you've got a team of writers. Maybe you've got 10 writers and somebody's like, Hey guys, we all need, we need stopping slackers. We need articles by like next week or something. And then all 10 people write an article and then you have 10 articles and you post them all at once, right? That could happen organically. So it's not even a problem. Here's a different example. Another thing that we talk about is how quickly you should build backlinks, okay? Some people think that they need to get all their backlinks at once, like that's somehow a good idea. Would that ever happen naturally? Now, surprisingly, the answer is maybe, okay? Let's say for example, I'm just, I'm just giving you an example. Let's say you published a blog, okay? And for some reason it went viral and it got mentioned on like thousands of media outlets, okay? And all of them had a link back to you, okay? Could that happen? Yes, that could happen, okay? In that case, you would probably get thousands of links in like 24 hours, and then maybe very few links following that. Is that bad for your website? I mean, it's, it's probably not ideal. However, the websites that those links are coming from are major media outlets in this example that we're talking about. So they're legit websites with lots of authority. It's probably going to help you, okay? But like, generally speaking, I'm just saying it's probably better to consistently 
but not predictably get backlinks over time. And I say not predictably, why? Because let's say that you wanna take the opposite stance and you're gonna say, well, I don't wanna do that. I wanna keep everything consistent. So I'm gonna build exactly five backlinks per day. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that it would ever naturally happen that you get exactly five backlinks every day? No, that probably wouldn't happen. How would it happen that exactly five people like your website enough to link to it every day? That probably would not be the way that it happens, okay? Which is why I tell you in another episode, you know, if you're building links, for example, build one link today and then skip a day and then build one and then skip a day and then build two and then don't do anything for a couple days and then build one and then wait and then build three and then stop and then build, you know what I mean? Like consistent, but not predictable, okay? Because that would happen naturally, okay? I hope this makes sense. That's enough examples. I think if you actually need more examples for some reason, I guess email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com. But I feel like it should make sense now. Okay. I feel like we've, we've gotten to the end of this point. I can't give you any more examples because if you don't understand it, I don't know, just go listen to this episode again. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. It would really help the show out. I hope this episode is helpful. And if you have any questions or if there's anything that you want me to talk about on a future episode, you can email me at hello at grumpyseoguy.com and I'll talk to you later. You're listening to Grumpy SEO Guy, the SEO podcast that doesn't waste your time with nonsense that doesn't work. Join us next Wednesday when we talk about the problem with PBNs or private blog networks.